Welcome to News Now, episode 24. This week, Friday, 24th of February, 2024, we're going to be talking about interviewing. And today we're recording from a remote location down here on the east coast of sunny Florida. Um, it was a quick, abrupt, uh, unprompted trip down to here to uh, visit with my dad and take care of some business down here. And it's pretty nice, actually. So anyway, uh, let's talk about News Nail, which is brought to you by Nails Ed, a learning and development platform focused on professional communications in your writing, in your presentations, and meeting management. If you, your team, or your company wants to be more effective, more efficient, get more done, uh, doing less, uh, check us out on nailsed.com. Happy to do online or in-person seminars on one or all three of those areas. But let's move on. And quickly, before we do, don't forget, we have office hours every other Wednesday. We had a great one last Wednesday, and our next one is coming up on um, March 6th. We talk about all topics. Uh, uh, we talked about insubordination among employees this week. Um, how do we encourage and retail people to stay in your shop, uh, have them come back? Some really good stuff there. I uh, would love to see you there. Uh, look for emails from Nails Ed and uh, show up. We do it either live in the morning. Uh, at Mukai Coffee House or via Zoom uh, in the evenings, five to seven. So anyway, while we're talking about interviewing, uh, I was fortunate enough this week to be asked to come up onto the Montana State University campus, uh, and we had a pre-networking event um, session in the Strand Union building where kids, students could come in and get everything from clothes to cover letter and uh, resume prep, um, how to interview, um, and I had a great time talking with tons of students there. Um, they've got a lot of stuff going on there. And don't forget, if you're a graduate of MSU, and I'm sure this is true of any institution, you have access to their career services folks for at least 18 months, if not a few years. Um, so I highly recommend taking advantage of that. And if not, feel free to reach out to me or come to office hours. Happy to help out. So let's talk about interviewing. It's a, to me, it's kind of like a five-step process. Um, step number one is you want to set goals for yourself for the interview. Um, is it an offer? Do you want to gather information? Um, but you want to set goals. Next, you want to do your research. I kind of th think about the four W's when I'm doing my research. Uh, who are we interviewing with? What's the company or the person? Um, what's the position I'm interviewing for? Uh, why is it available? And uh, when, when do they want to uh, have it filled? And then uh, step three is identify the questions, their questions, and prepare for them and prepare your questions for them. And throughout the whole process that you're in there interviewing, you want to tell a story. And step number five is follow up. Don't forget to always follow up same day uh, with the interviewee. And so let's go through it step by step. Step uh, number one is set goals for yourself, right? Uh, you have goals for yourself. You want to have goals within the interview. Do you want to get an offer? Do you want to make sure you get to the next stage of the interview? Um, and you you, um, you want to make sure you know what you want to do. Um, as they said in Alice in Wonderland, um, uh, if you don't know where you're going, any path will take you there. If you don't have a goal, anything could happen in that interview. What do you want to learn from them? What do you want to have to hap uh, have happen after the meeting? Make sure you work on these uh, first, and it will help direct the next uh, four steps. And remember, set these goals like SMART goals. Make them timely and measurable. How do you know you reach them? So number two, and this is probably the longest of all the steps, and it's really the, doing your research, um, the who, what, where, when, why. So who, the company, and the person. So 
you know, um, once you do the research on the companies, that's how you customize your research uh, going forward, your question development going forward, how to answer your questions, because um, you want to answer them to the specifics about the company and about the position, because interviewers are no dopes. They've been doing this for a while. They can tell when you're providing kind of canned, generic answers. You know, said another way, when I used to interview folks at Compass, um, if I could ask, I'd ask a few questions, just basic questions about the company that you could find on our website. And if they couldn't answer them, the interview was over. Like if you didn't have 10 to 20 minutes to check out uh, my company on my website, I certainly don't have 10 to 20 minutes to waste my time uh, learning about you. Um, so do your best to find out everything again about the person with whom you're interviewing. Um, go online. Uh, you can do this research, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, you know, people are a product of the activities that they do and have done. Um, therefore, the better you know or understand their role in the organization, what they used to do, um, the, the, the better you can uh, prepare for how they're going to ask you questions and what they're looking for. If, if the interviewer has an IT or developer background, you know, their questions are going to come from that area of the company um, and, and on the job that you're interviewing uh, for. Um, plus, you know, what's the number one thing people like to talk about? Number one, number one thing themselves. Number two, their family. Uh, if they have one, if they don't, just be number one. So the more you know about them, easier it is to work into and start developing a relationship with these people as you're starting off the interview. So research all the relevant social media sites you can find where they came from, uh, what school they went to, what teams they like, what places they go. You know, there's a reason why good salespeople kind of have this, you know, um, they kind of chat you up before they get into their sales script because it makes you comfortable. You kind of you kind of know them a little bit. You kind of build a relationship so they're not coming at you cold. And um, that's what you want to do at the beginning of the interview. Ask them about their history with the company. Why are they there? Why did they stay? You know, pepper some questions about their interests that you found when you did your research. Um, and because it's a good strategy, letting the interviewer talk, um, which you want them to do, because they'll reveal stuff about the company or the job or what they're looking for um, as they're chatting you up. And then you start getting into the interview. And at that point, you ask one last question. And this is the most important question probably in the whole interview. And here's what you ask them. Hey, Bob, Mike, you've seen a lot of people come and go. A lot of people have had this role. You've seen people do well. You've probably seen some people that haven't done well. What, what is it about those people that did well? Why were they good at it? If you could describe the profile, the perfect person for this job, what would it be? And if they answer that, then the interviewer will give you a detailed roadmap on how to present the information about yourself and answer their questions for the entire rest of the interview. Once they give you that answer, that, that answer, you'll know how to best tie it together, tie together that seemingly disparate set of experience called your resume into a cohesive story that fits their needs perfectly. And, and keep that in mind, story. We'll get back to that a little later in the pod. So number two, what? What's the position? How does your experience line up with the description? And, and don't worry, if you don't have every requirement listed because they throw everything but the kitchen sink in that description because it's the list of every potential skill that they wish every candidate ha had. But you know what? It's just that. It's a wish list. Rarely will they find the one person that has everything. Good companies and good hirers, especially at the junior or entry level, are looking for attitude, not aptitude. 
So they know if you don't, they know you don't have all this demonstrated work experience. Heck, you've been in school for your whole life. What they want to know, are you coachable? You know, what have you done that assures them that you can learn their requirements their way and quickly? You know, because your job in the interview is to pull from your past accomplishments and tasks and experience that clearly demonstrate that you have the raw materials, the raw stuff to actually meet their needs. All right. So going on, why is this job available? Now, early on, um, it's probably pretty obvious. It's entry level. Um, but is it a new division? Did someone let go? Uh, did the position open up? Did someone leave? You know, knowing this will help um, will help you talk about your qualifications that that matches their needs. Um, and if it's if it's your first job out of school, you probably prefer a position that's been with the company for a while. You know, establish an established entry level job um, is the one you want to shoot for. Why? Because they've done it before and they're good at it, and they want to invest in you. And this is especially true for larger companies because they need they bring in. Um, you know, a large cohorts of new, new, new people coming into the company and they've grooved in great training programs to get you and your peers into the company and quickly get you moving up. So, and shift your role from primarily a cost center because they're investing in you to primarily a revenue generator. You're actually providing value. And so um, they know that some of you are going to leave, but the ones that stay, the ones that stay, you're the future leaders of that organization, of divisions in that organization. So they will have great training. So look at that. You're going to go to a job. They're going to pay you, and they're going to pay you to train you. And if it's a good company and a well-established company, that's another brand that you can slap on your personal brand that you start building. Because right now, your personal brand is you a little bit, but you know it's really you, the school you just graduated from how you talk about yourself, and then it starts being the other brands um, with which you associate yourself. All right, on. When do they want this position filled? How long is the process? How many people are they going to talk, talk to? When will they get back to you? Uh, and this will help level set your expectations um, on, on your follow-up, and we'll talk about that later, and, and how long you have to follow up and what kind of follow-up you should be doing. All right. Now, uh, step number three is identify questions. First, you want to identify their questions. You want to anticipate and prepare for them. Preparation is the key here. Remember what we've said over and over, or if you've been in my class, you've heard me say it. Control what you can, do the best on the rest. Research that company. Research the position they're offering. You know, and, and look up and know common interview questions um, that they ask recent graduates. Um, you know, these interview questions are designed to assess your skills and your experience and your fit for the position. So you, you, you can know the typical questions that are asked. You can Google top interview questions, um, practice your answers beforehand, be confident, showcase your enthusiasm and potential to impress the interviewer. Prepare your answers prior and again, tie them to specifically to the position in the company. No generic answers here. It's right to the position. And if you've prepared all these questions, to answer all these questions and they don't ask some of them, ask them yourself. So I'm like, hey, I bet you're curious. Have I made any mistakes in the past? Well, you bet I have, Mike. Let me tell you about them and what I learned about them. Hey, here's a pro tip too. Every interviewer knows that you've prepped an answer for standard questions. They know you have at least one answer locked and loaded, ready to come firing out of the barrel. But a good interviewer will ask you for more. The toughest interviews will ask you for three examples. So, hey, 
hey, Pete, did you make any mistakes? What's your biggest mistake or what's your biggest success? Oh, I got that ready to go. Give me another. Oh, okay. Give me another. And so if you have three, you are really ready to go. At worst, you'll have a really robust single answer. And at best, you'll be supremely confident and ace that interview. So remember, as you do these, the, answer these questions, remember STAR, situation, task, action, result. Remember that method when providing examples of the work you do. So some of the standard questions, tell me about yourself. Where do you want to be in five years? How did you handle challenges or stressful situations? Um, you know, when you work at a team in school, you know, how did that go? Was the team successful? Why? Um, so how do you keep updated in industry trends and developments? So research those. And sometimes they'll throw you some kind of crazy out of the box ones. They sound crazy, but, but there's, there's rationale, you know, Hey, you're standard on You're stranded on a desert island with only three items. What would you choose? Why do they ask that? They want to figure out your problem solving prioritization skills. Another one they ask is, Hey, if you were a fruit, what type of fruit would you be and why? Or if you were an animal or, you know, and, and they're, they're looking at your creativity there. And another one sometimes is if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? And they're looking at your values or your motivations or your aspirations. So remember to look up those questions, prep them, and prep three examples for the answers. All right, what about your questions, right? Uh, um, you want to prepare those in advance because there will come a time in every interview they're going to turn back and say, hey, Pete, you got any questions for us? And boy, do not stare blankly into their face and go, no, I think I know everything I know. No, you don't, okay? Um, and, and this goes back to the research on the company. You want to ask questions specific to the company, right? And, and you know, they demonstrate that you're enthusiasm for and interest in their business. You want to ask about the department you're in, about the role, about the growth of the company. Where do they see themselves in five years? And the best last question to ask is, hey, Mike, what didn't I ask you that I should have? That's a great question. It's a great one. All right. Onward. Tell a story, right? Or as I like to say, tying together that shit show that is that you call your resume and, and making it sing into something cohesive. You know, everybody knows early on in your career that, that the more you, you just got a mosaic of BS on your resume, that's okay. It may seem like a disparate set of events that happened in your life, but they're not. You made these decisions for very specific reasons. Whether you realize it or not, you had some sort of goal in, in mind, some sort of goal in place. Every step that you made should be revealed in your resume in terms of jobs you've had, organizations that you've jo joined, classes that you took, certifications that you've earned, hobbies in which you excel, right? It's up to you to pull those and tie them together into a really tight engaging, coherent story. People love stories. People don't like trying to figure out a story from the roadmap of your resume. So never assume anyone else can figure it out, figure it out for them. All right, and number five, follow up. After the interview, after your job's just beginning, now it's time to start building a relationship with that person that just interviewed you. And this is not easily done over email. So you need to be very method. Provide a very strong method. Be very disciplined. And um, you, you want to write an email, send that thank you email the same day. You know what to say? Well, you know what? During the interview, remember up front, you chatted them up. Hopefully there was something you talked about that may not have been really about the job, 
but about something kind of fun or different. And hopefully you tease that out. Maybe it's some common interest like fly fishing or skiing or the growth of pickleball, whatever it is. You want to make sure you found some topic um, during the time with your interview. Why? Why? Because you're going to use it to separate yourself from all the other candidates, which is the goal, separating yourself from the other candidates. You don't have to be the best in the world. You just got to be better than the other candidates. It's kind of like that story, that joke when you're hiking in the woods with a buddy and you come across a bear. You know, you don't have to outrun the bear. You got to outrun your buddy, right? So same thing. You just got to outrun the other candidates to separate yourself. So in the follow-up email, you might want to say stuff like, hey, dear Mike, great to meet you last week and learn more about the customer service role at Siemens and fly fishing in Montana. Now that person's like, out of all the people they saw, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the fly fishing dude. Got it. Remember building your personal brand? You're tying that back to your brand. Then follow the first communications, professional communications format, recap, recap the top three reasons why you're the best candidate for the job. And don't forget, don't forget to include three next steps. In addition, I kind of recommend sending a handwritten thank you card. That's right. I know it's old fashioned, but no one gets mail anymore. You know, and in that card, it could be, again, something related to something you talked about, or it could just be something unique about the com company. Um, it's about the area, whatever. If it's if you're from a unique area, maybe you send a postcard, something that gets them to remember are you. But because um, nobody gets mail anymore, and you want to continue to build this new kind of relationship until an offer or a decision is made. So find or manufacture reasons to send follow-up emails over time. Set up Google alerts about the company. And if something comes in your inbox, they're looking at merging or selling off a division or buying a division, or they just hired a new VP in your area. Any new information that comes up gives you a reason to reach out and touch that, that interviewer one more time. Hey, dear Mike, just saw that Siemens is looking to expand into flight system. That's interesting. How would that uh, opportunity impact the role that we interviewed for in customer service? Yeah, so find any reason to send emails so that you stay top of mind with that interviewer. So anything else? A couple of pro tips. Pro tip number two, um, if you uh, they invite you out for a drink or a meal uh, over the interview, eat first. Do not go hungry. I completely blew my first interview with Procter & Gamble, and it cost me. I showed up there starving. There were two of them, one of me. We went to some Italian restaurant for lunch, and uh, – I ordered for some stupid reason cannelloni, which is big, long pasta filled with manicotte. And, and I just was so hungry, I couldn't wait. And it, the waiter dropped it, put it in front of me, and it was just hot and messy. But I was so hungry, I dove in with the largest forkful the second the waiter put it down. Really rude to the other two guys that hadn't been even served yet. I shoved this thing in my mouth. That molten cheese burned, no, torched every ounce of flesh inside my mouth. Then they started peppering me with questions, but I couldn't focus on that. I had a four-alarm fire in my mouth that had to be tamed. I was in survival mode. Ice, water, help. I couldn't remember I don't, what I said, what I prepared. I have no idea, but I know it wasn't good because I wasn't asked back. I didn't have another chance to interview with them for another four years after two years of working and two years of getting my MBA. I learned my mistake, though, because in that second interview, I got the offer and spent five great years in Cincinnati learning and earning my Ph.D. in marketing. Pro tip number three for today, prepare for the interview 
like you would a game or a race or a big event. I was a triathlete and I learned how to carbo load and rest the day and night before race day. So I applied that kind of same mentality to my interview prep. I would eat a hearty carbo laden meal at four or five in the afternoon the night before, um, have a couple hours to digest and I'd go to bed early. I'd wake up the next morning and I'd go for a really kind of light one mile jog, stretch out, you know, get my mind all set, move my mind into, into game mode. So when I arrived 15 minutes early, I was confident. I was ready to take that interview down. And that's it. You know, a couple tips. If you're going to a job fair versus an interview, all this stuff kind of stays the same, except, um, you know, at a job fair, a meet and greet, um, your goal, we know your goal is, again, to get probably an interview versus getting an offer, right? Or get the next meeting or something. So again, set those goals up uh, before the job fair. Um, maybe it could be just to collect names or find out more about the company, but have those goals at every interaction. Um, and, and then the other steps about researching the company and the people coming from the company and the positions offered all still stay the same. But your focus here is to separate yourself from everybody else at the job fair. Remember the bear in the woods analogy. You need to do better, run faster than all the other folks at the job fair. And how are you going to do that? You're going to calmly walk up to the desk or the table, introduce yourself, ask specific questions about the position, about the company. Just don't walk up and say, hi, I'm Pete, and here's a resume, and I really like your company. You're making them do the work. Make it easy for them. Include topics that are 100% related to the job. And once again, find something something of mutual interest, a hobby or a sport. And then by doing so, you'll have some information to use in your follow-up email that we talked about and your follow-up handwritten note. And finally, that's that the building the relationship is even more important at the job fair because you're one step removed. And that's it for interviewing tips here on episode 24 of the News Nail. Remember, our next office hours is March 6th. Looking forward to see you there. Um, and thanks again for all those students who are showing up. And uh, again, News Nails are brought to you by Nails Ed, learning and development platform. Focus on great, excellent professional communications and writing presentations and meeting management. Great for you to advance in your career. Great for your team to succeed. Great for your company to beat the competition. Beat the snot out of the competition. All right. Well, I hope uh, you have a great rest of the weekend. Sorry, this news nail was a little later than most. Again, like I said, the travel uh, was was came out of nowhere. And um, that's it for this week. <laughs>